This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves Hello, everyone. I brought out my own bottle of water, and then there's one sitting here. Don't need that. I'm going to put them down here. I'm going to cleverly hide them under the table, because I don't need an entire audience of people here at the UCB Theater just staring at my water, wishing it was theirs. Maybe I'll have a water giveaway at some point during the show. Hey, that was the uh, I Love Movies theme song by Hard and Thir- Firm. <laughs> Hard and firm. Why would they be called that? Hard and firm. Uh, are you guys sick of hearing that song yet? No. no? Okay, good. It kind of gets into your brain a little bit. Um, and they do lots of great shows here at UCB, so uh, go to ucbtheater.com for more information. Uh, I love uh, performing here whenever I'm in Los Angeles, and this is the home of 
I Love Movies at handheldcomedy.com. Uh, we do this at kind of a strange time of day for to expect people in Los Angeles to come out and see a show. So I am always blown away by the uh, people that uh, come out. And uh, I would like to show my appreciation in next week's episode, which actually tapes in a, in a little while. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so you guys will see more about that, those of you that are here live, uh, a little later. <clears throat> Here's the part where I, I tell a joke. <laughs> or my, you know, my version of one. It's like kind of like the monologue, but there's only one log. <laughs> and it has mono. Um <laughs> I have to say that the movie Little Miss Sunshine is really, really growing on me. Like, with each repeat viewing, I like it more. And I guess the reason I enjoy it more each time I see it is because I prefer watching it on DVD in the privacy of my own home, where I can masturbate. <laughs> Especially that last scene. All right, my guest... <laughs> Oh, children. Uh, my, my guest today was, uh, speaking of children, uh, my guest today was one of the stars of the instant classic TV show, Freaks and Geeks. Not to mention, he's had guest starring roles on some of my other favorite shows, from Ed to Entourage to Undeclared. Please give a big warm welcome, everybody, to Sam Levine. Let's hear it for him. He's here. You like to end? I love Ed, dude. I fucking love that show. If I could have sex with a TV show, it would be Ed. The guy in the wheelchair was awesome. The guy from the guy from Stella and the State was awesome. I don't. I'm not good with names. Phils, I think, was his name. Yeah. What was the name of that other guy that was on there? Mike Starr. Yeah. Good guess. That's exactly the one I was thinking of. Well, that's the one nobody ever knows his name. You are going to be good at the Leonard Maltin game. Thank you very much. And what was was Mike Starr still on Ed when you went on it, or was you know, he gone? He was already? not. Uh, I don't want to say he was regular. I think he was like a ten out of thirteen kind of thing because there were some right? episodes he wasn't in. Right. But he was still billed as a regular. And you were in a non Mike Starr epi. I was. Oh, wow. I think I was in two uh, non-Mike Star epis. Are those on DVD yet? I don't know. Sure. No, don't say they are. If they're, they're not, not, they're people not on, will I rush don't think they're out. on DVD. People will rush out to get those Ed they DVDs. They will rush out. And they'll accidentally buy Ed TV and go, oh, what the fuck horrifying. is Woody Harrelson doing they, in my Ed? They will be horrified. I got Woody Harrelson in my Ed. At Jenna Elfman's eyebrows in Ed TV. You watch it, and then you're like, wow, he was right. Her eyebrows look weird. Just watch. He always, Ed always had good girlfriends. Like, he had that ongoing thing with Carol, who she was a cute actress, but then all of his girlfriends uh, I, I would find attractive. Really? Yeah, he just, he did pretty well, that Ed guy. That Tom Cavanaugh, he, he gets out there. What, what's her name? He was lovely. Rena Sofer was Rena Sofer, she's great. Probably her best work. I, next to Heroes. She's in Heroes? <laughs> she did one episode so far, but now she's on 24, oh. so I don't know. Wow, well, 24, you, know, you never can count on having a career when you're on that show. That's true. That could end at any second. I think she'll, I think she'll and come And the longest back. it's going to last usually is a day. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Unless you're the president's brother. And you get to stick around for a while until you get killed. I don't want to hurt your brother. So Sam Levine, holy shit. Thug. 
it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It is, it I know is my we've pleasure been talking be about here. it for a while. Months, I know, and months. I know that Thank sometimes you. you're in the audience at the show. You're Most like of you're the like time. a fan. I am. I'm a fan first. Guest <laughs> second. Guest second. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good excuse if this doesn't work out. <laughs> well, I was just said I was a fan first. It's well. Sorry, I'm man. Discovering my ass here. <laughs> so tell us uh, what you've seen lately. That's my question. Oh, I usually boy. come out of the well, box I with. Finally saw Children of Men. Yay! Yay. Finally, you get correct. to agree with me. I do. I never disagreed with number you. one movie of 2006. I don't know about that. What do you think's number one movie? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what would you go with if you if you dare say Children of Men is not number one? That's a good question. Stick your fucking uh, neck out. You know out. what? I'll, I'll I'll recant it. If I had to pick a film that that I liked best from 2006, it would be Children of Men. If I, I had to pick a word that I'd like you to never use again, it would be recant. recant. <laughs> Sorry. I would I, like you to recant your use of recant. I recant my use of if recant. That's at all, if that's at all possible. Oh, I apologize. Uh, no, there's, there's no take backs, and you don't have to apologize for anything. Okay. You're wonderful. Then I won't. Thank you. Um, all right. So you couldn't come up with another another movie out of the uh, probably hundred that you saw last year. Literally a hundred You couldn't come films. up with another one that's even close to children. I don't know. I, I, wasn't, I didn't think we were going to be doing a year-end. Did you see the Borat picture? I did see the Borat picture. Would you put that close to number one? Uh, I would say it's in the top three, which I know well, okay. you're going to go, so now, now you've it's got number three. three. Now you've got three. Now Where's that other mystery movie? I don't know. I don't know. You, you don't know, know what, what it is. I'll tell you what I liked. Jackass number two. Oh, okay. I like that too. There you go. That was in my top five. That was a great, great movie. All right. Well, let's stop dwelling on the past. Let's, let's talk about what are you looking forward to seeing? The Transformers movie. So you're looking way forward. Well, July. You're looking forward know. to July. You got exactly. like five months of waiting. Sure. Give or take. This, Give or take. This broadcasts a few weeks from now. You're so. right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what about Bridge to Terabithia? Uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> is Terabithia anywhere near Narnia? Because I, I need a ride. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's near Neverland. I, um, I don't. I those movies have zero appeal to me. Zero. Now, I by those like movies, you mean things based on books? <laughs> All books. Uh, no, Ocean I just the, the movies that are literature. that are like heavy in the fantasy world. Like I know everyone's. Oh, it's beautiful. You have to see Pan's Labyrinth. No, I don't. So if it was Bridge to New Brunswick, you'd probably check it out i love if new it was Brunswick. about new jersey <laughs> if it were about new jersey and its various bridges and and the the lovely people who dwell there all right no i i agree i can't get too fired up about it i uh i saw the narnia th there, it's not related to narnia is it i hope not i don't think there's even a connection but it's just now it's just going to be movies that seem like narnia yeah. you know oh chronicles of narnia well how about bridge to bridge to terabithia they sound the same. How about, uh, <laughs> of course, I can't think of another one now because <laughs> it's made up. It's fucking made up words. I can't make up words like these Terabithia people can. What about Ghost Rider? I don't think I'm going to. From Mark Steven Johnson, the man who directed Daredevil and Simon Birch. Really? What? <laughs> really? What a weird list of credits that guy has. Well, I did two pictures based on comic books. <laughs> You and one based on a thick book by a former wrestling coach. <laughs> Craziest thing about Simon Birch. Or current Birch. wrestling coach. Maybe he still does it. About when I watched Simon Birch, I was watching it on cable the first time I saw it, and mm -hmm. I missed like the first ten minutes. Yeah. And so I'm watching the whole movie, and I don't know if you guys have seen the movie, 
just as it ends, it cuts back to the present, and we see who's been narrating, and it's Jim Carrey. <laughs> Out of nowhere, I had no idea he was in the film. I'm watching a kind of... You didn't recognize silly. his voice narrating? No, I, I wasn't expecting it. You, really? Like when like when uh, the mother got hit in the head with the baseball and she died? I think. And then the narrator goes, all righty then? You didn't... <laughs> That wasn't like a moment where you thought this might be Jim Carrey? I, 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 di- I didn't, get, I guess not. I wasn't. I wasn't on my, uh, li- listening with my Jim Carrey ears. I guess not. I, I, can't, I can't see a 30 seconds TV commercial without trying to figure out who the narrator is or that who is the voiceover is. Because whenever it's just voiceover actor hired to do a voiceover, right. it's fucking, it's aggravating. Oh. Because most commercials now, it's Alec Baldwin or Richard Dreyfus or somebody. Yeah. And so when it's, just, when it's somebody you can't figure out. Yeah. Hawk and Budweiser. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is drinkability? I don't know, George. What is it? <laughs> I bet Danny DeVito knows. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so I, but I I love figuring out who they are and then pissing everybody off by saying it out loud first. Oh, is it a game in your house? Oh, it's second only to the Leonard Malton game. <laughs> it's a good game. If there's a voice, I'll I'll fucking tell you who it is, whether you All want right. to know or not. Two seconds into Forrest Gump, I'm like, that's Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's too easy, Doug. Well, yeah, you do kind of see him in the credits. All right. And hear him. So, I I forgot to bring a timepiece again. I'm I'm really terrible at hosting a show. Somebody should take it away from me. It's like like I have a baby that I shouldn't have. Oh, dear. Yeah. And I forgot to crack the windows and leave a bowl of water. (laughs) Just a bowl? Yeah, a baby can figure it out. (laughs) You know, babies get thirsty enough. They'll figure out how to drink from a bowl. Yeah. They don't need a stupid bottle. Probably right. When they're really thirsty. Instinct just kicks in. (laughs) It's right. They'll just pound on the glass every tit that walks by. (laughs) Let me have some of that. (laughs) So, Sam Levine's been in some movies, you guys. He's not just a TV actor. <laughs> that person is very upset with that. I'm. I don't think the microphones are going to pick that up, but somebody <laughs> screamed a blood curdling scream backstage. Uh, you were in Pulse with Kristen Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah. In Pulse, is yeah. she as cool as Veronica Mars, or just a good actress? Uh, both. I don't Ooh, watch the Mars. Good answer. You don't watch the Mars. I was on it. I you were on it. Mars. I don't watch it. And you didn't watch it. No. Not even the episode you're on. I watched that. That's one. what. A, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, selfish. what kind of seasoned veteran are you that when you do an episode of Eve, you don't sit down and watch I knew it? You were going to with the rest of your Eve family. Did me. you know that? Really? I knew, well, I had. It's not on here. It's not on my notes. Oh, really? But I That's did. But I, more impressive. I'm a good study. You really are. I really learned all about yes, dear, and uh, you're gonna. You're you in something called felching, I think. <laughs> I think it's called Frenching. Oh, Frenching. You were in something Jesus. called Frenching. It was a short Does film, right? Know what felching it's only 13 is? minutes long, so I assumed it was about felching. You guys know? Okay, then really there would be troubled laughter if more people knew what felching was, Doug. Well, more people need to know. <laughs> Maybe that should be my new wrap-up slogan. 
This is Doug Benson saying more people need to know about felching. Spread the word. If for only reason to just avoid doing it, like, because you don't want to do it on accident. You really don't. It's something you really should be fully committed to. You were uh, Dirk in Club Dread. I was Dirk in Club Dread. A.K.A. Broken Lizards Club Dread. Let me finish the question, please. My bad. Why were you in Beer Fest, A.K.A. Broken Lizards Beer Fest? (laughs) Couldn't you find your ID? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. Sam uh, looks much younger than he is. For those of you listening it at home or wherever you listen to this, and uh, still still playing high school kids occasionally, no, right? I'm not no, I haven't done high school. You've broken out of that. It's all college it's, now. It's mostly college now. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. What if somebody asked you, like, if it was a really cool project to play a high school student again, could you go back? Could you do it? I mean, as long as they believe I'm a high school age, it's not like I'm turning down Well, I mean, you've never acted like, (laughs) even on Freaks and Geeks, you seem like you were, like, 37. I don't but know you about looked that. looked a lot younger. I yeah, don't know but about you were that. you were wise beyond your years on that show. Well, that's thank you. That was not wise enough to not be a fucking geek, but right. still pretty right. wise. You are correct. You were like, you know who you really reminded me of? I don't yeah. know if we've ever had this conversation. Maybe not. Dana Gould. <laughs> you did tell that's me what that. Dana Gould would be like <laughs> when he was a little kid. That. If you guys know who that is. <laughs> So what'd you do in Club Dread? Because I saw that, but I forgot you were in it. I played uh, uh, the like the youngest person who it's on. It's basically this island. Uh, it's supposed to be like what's Jimmy Buffett's the Buffett. Ville. Oh, Margaritaville? Yeah, Margaritaville. Uh, where it's like this island that like everybody goes to, and there's no cell phones and computers, and you just get drunk and have sex with everybody. And so it's a ripoff of that. Uh, we got a guy named Coconut Pete, which is Bill Paxton. Right. And he has this island, uh, and basically... Uh, is, any, is the answer anywhere in what you've been saying? Yes, yes. So all these people come to get drunk and have sex, and I'm this supposedly like 15 or 16-year-old kid who has snuck on who somehow island. got on the island? Yes, and wants to just drink and have sex. And do you have any any friends with you that are your age, or you're the only one? I'm the only one. And you snuck in somehow. And I sneak in and get loaded and, and make. Oh, fun they show of. you getting drunk? Uh, no, they don't. All right, but you'd have to assume I am. I act like a dick the whole movie. <laughs> you're Maybe in it, you're you in it like throughout the whole movie. You're in it. I'm yeah. I'm in it. And I oh, even I, I get killed. Sh- in I that saw that thing, shit. Man. I can't even imagine it. How do you get killed? I get electrocuted in a pool. Nice. Oh, wait, you're applauding my electrocution? <clears throat> oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, you liked, you liked your I death I died scene. very realistically. Yeah. Now, according to IMDb, you were listed under miscellaneous crew, right? Yeah. For the voice of Artie, Artie. in Wet Hot, Hot American Summer. That is correct. What up with that? I will tell you what up with that. Uh, the film Wet Hot American Summer, there is a character in it who is the camp DJ. Like and you hear him doing voiceover throughout the whole film. Yeah, just like meatballs. Exactly. Chris Makepeace. Yeah. And there's even from my bodyguard. And there's <laughs> or no, actually Bill Murray's the DJ. Oh, you're right. But Makepeace is but in. Makepeace is there. Um, and and so there's even a small storyline with the the character who's the DJ. You even see him a couple times. And for one reason or another, uh, after they finish principal photography. Uh, David Wayne, the director, and the other producers felt that the kid that they hired to do the DJ didn't quite have the right sound. He had the right look, but not the right sound. And so they they asked me if I would come in and dub his lines. And they and just give you like a special thanks in the credits because they yep. don't want to. I guess I, I, I yeah I tear guess that like, poor kid down. I guess I don't know. It's like when somebody does the singing 
for right. you know, like someone in a musical. Yeah, usually they, never they credit don't, the person. They don't who say sang. that. Yeah, they maybe they give a special hush, hush. Yeah. All right. So that's the story behind that. Right. Really did, exciting. Did, have you, that poor kid. Has he I, has he worked again? Do you think? I think he has. I'm sure he's fine. Do, on on his IMDb page, does it say face of Artie? <laughs> <laughs> face uh, and body of Artie. I hope it does. But not the voice. That's happened a few times. You know, like what's her name, Andy McDowell. Oh uh, yeah. In Tarzan, they that's replaced right. her voice with Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. And that then that's when Glenn started getting a lot of work. Not I really. I don't think that that's accurate. If they ever make That's So Raven the movie, would you want to be in it? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. All right. I, I, I tell you, you do one episode of That's So Raven, and I now will, I have a lifetime of getting stopped by nine-year-olds. Which uh, sounds weird. Now that I say it out loud? Yeah, getting stopped by them. It impresses. Do they issue a citation? (laughs) When you're out on a date and like a couple of like cute, unassuming kids get, were you on That's So Raven? Yes, I was, little children. Then the date says, oh, you're so good with kids. (laughs) This is my evil plan. And now I've I've given it away on on the air. I, I refer to almost everything you do as being that's so Raven. <laughs> and this is a question I ask everybody. Have you ever worked with Alec Baldwin? I have not. I've come very close. Well, thank you for but. being here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come very close to working with Alec Baldwin? How does someone know? I might, might have come close, but I'm not aware of it. Well, all right. I don't want to say <laughs> any names or, or anything because I don't want to get people in trouble. Okay. Because it actually still might happen. Oh, oh, well then, yeah, don't uh, don't uh, ruin it. But but suffice it to say that... Because the powers that be that uh, that are making this picture that you're referring to love my podcast. <laughs> well, maybe... They listen to it on their iPod when they're on the treadmill in the morning. Relatives listen to it. And <laughs> you know how word of mouth spreads, Doug. I do. So there's a chance you still there's might work with Alec Baldwin. There's a chance I might Baldwin. end up working with Alec Baldwin. All right, well, you know that you're... As soon as you've worked with Alec Baldwin, you're the next guest on this show. Oh, boy. Because... I've asked every guest since this show started, practically, I, and none of them have worked with him. All right. I have an Alec Baldwin story, and if you'd like to hear it. I'm not in it, but it's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. What do you mean you're not in it? I'm not in the story. What kind of stories are you telling that it's you're a, not in? I think you'll enjoy it, if you let me Who think. else is in it besides Alec Baldwin? Studio and network people. Ooh, okay. Yeah, see, now it gets exciting. Wait, but don't, won't this get you in trouble with the Alec Baldwin Project? Uh, probably not, and I'll tell you why. Because the Untitled I'm gonna, Alec Baldwin Project? I'm going to quote right now that I cannot UABP? vouch for the validity of this story. <laughs> okay. Because I was not in the room. All right. So but this I will, is a made-up story. This is not a made-up story. I'm going to bet this is an almost 100% true story. Uh, this story is many years old now. Back in the year 2000, you guys remember how they brought The Fugitive back to TV briefly? Mm-hmm. Tim Daly. Tim Daly, that's right. Well, apparently, before Tim Daly, mm-hmm. they wanted Alec Baldwin to play The Fugitive. And what did he say? Too much running. <laughs> no, he, I guess, I don't know, for, at first he seemed on board with it, but I guess then he kind of was on the fence about it, and uh-huh. so it was basically the last minute, uh, everybody gets on the conference call, we want to make sure everyone's on the same page, like all the network execs and all the studio execs were in one room, and Alec was on location somewhere, and so they had him on speaker, and his agents and whatnot were in another room, and everyone's listening, and so they're, you know, all, okay, Alec, we're all ready to go. You know, Richie Kimball, you're going to be the fugitive. It's going to be great. And Alec says, yeah, yeah, but let me just uh, go over this one more time. Uh, Richard Kimball, what's his deal? And they're like, uh, well, uh, 
his wife has has been murdered and he's freed himself from from prison or he's been convicted of her murder and he's he's looking for her killer and then alec goes yeah yeah how about this (laughs) richard kimball goes from town to town and he fucks chicks and there is a pregnant pause in all the rooms where they were just waiting for him to crack up and it doesn't happen and so finally like the producer is is like Alec um hang on maybe we didn't explain it well um his wife he was in love with his wife and she's just been brutally murdered and he wants to find her killer with his last ounce of freedom he goes yeah no I just I feel like it'll work better if he doesn't you know, if he could just go from town to town and fuck different chicks. And then the president of CBS gets on. Let's move us. And he goes, Alec, his wife is dead. Freshly dead. He, he can't deal with it. He's crippled by, he needs to find her killer. And Alec goes, yeah, he's over that now. <laughs> and then Tim Daly got the part. That's my Alec Baldwin story. Well, in Tim Daly's defense, he probably pitched that also, but they said no to him, and he said, well, okay, we'll do it your way. Probably. Well, I'm glad that Alec Baldwin held out for the uh, character of the studio executive who lives in one town and so far hasn't fucked any chicks that I've noticed on 30 Rock. Well... Just dig a little deeper. That's what time will do to you. You Eventually, he probably every year was up for several different shows (laughs) and pitched the, how about he goes from town to town fucking chicks? Yeah. And then everyone just was so, (laughs) so down on it. Eventually, he will get that show. I bet you Tina Fey's smart enough that she went, okay, we'll do that. And then just gave him this. And then gave him the, Yeah. yeah, and then he just goes in every day and says his lines and wonders where the... Where the travel yeah. and the chicks are. She, I, she's crafty enough to pull that off. She really is. Mm-hmm. She's crafty enough to pull off Mean Girls. That's true. Speaking of Mean Girls, yeah, I hear that you're very good at the Leonard Malton game. I uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> that was a good Which segue. Didn't end up having anything to do with Mean Girls, other than it's one of the several titles, several thousands several of titles, thousand titles in that, that are book. in the Leonard Malton book. Uh, <clears throat> You, so am I asking you? If you want, you want to do one of each? It's that time. That's how fast this show goes by. That was by. very fast. Time I feel like we Leonard barely Martin talked game. about movies. Well, we did a little can bit. I, can I just quickly, there's just one movie I want to really j- just tear into, and it's Dreamgirls. And here's why. Why didn't you do that when we were talking about current movies? Well, I forgot about it then, man. Right. I'll make it quick. Dreamgirls right. tear does into not deserve... It. Uh, an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture. Well, it didn't um, get one. And, 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 and I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because the movie musical is a dead genre. In today's uh, atmosphere of films, it just doesn't have a place like it used to in, say, the 50s. And uh, and here's the thing about Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. I, I don't begrudge her the Academy Award that she will probably win, but I'm just bothered a little bit by it because when people are like, oh, did you see Jennifer Hudson in Mean Girls? Everyone always thinks of what a great singer she is in the movie. And we're not giving her an Academy Award for best singing. That's what the Grammys are for. So I'm a little bit bothered by that, that she's probably going to win an Academy Award because she's a good singer. That's all. That's an excellent point. Thanks, man. I wasn't listening to any of it. It's all right. I was just doing it so to I would, I would probably, I would, it would probably be a fiery debate if I was paying attention. It's all right. 
But um, the singing is still part of the performance on camera. I just think it's it's wrong to compare <laughs> her singing in a movie to uh, uh, to you someone know, not Blanchett singing in and her movie. and her her heart wrenching acting that she didn't like notes on a scandal. Right. Like, you can't compare those two. One is a hard craft that, you know, Kate Blanchett has spent 20, 30 years of her life developing, and the other is just a natural talent that she's obviously harnessed. I don't think anyone would give Jennifer uh, uh, an award based on her acting in the movie. That's all I'm saying. I thought it was pretty good. Her <laughs> acting in the movie was Academy Award worthy. I she was f- f- a fireball of, of chutzpah. Ooh, when you bring the Yiddish words out on me, I'm defenseless. Yep, that's how I, I know how to use them. You've against me. <laughs> All right. All right. 1991. Okay. The movie's called... Oh, wait, I don't say that part. <laughs> don't tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Am I right? That would be shocking. It's a good guess. Let's see what year that came out. 91. Did it really? Yeah. How do you know that? Because I'm good at Are you game. weird with years? Yeah. You know years of movies? Yes. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead came out in ninety one. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I can't. All right, I can't take it because that's gonna be. You're, I'm gonna be officially impressed if that's true. All right. What were you doing in ninety one that you have such a good memory of? I don't know. Do you do you do you relate to do you relate nine? these things to your life or do you just you just know the years that shit came out? I feel like I just know the years shit came out. What year did Dodgeball and a true underdog story come 2004. out? Two thousand four. God damn you. <laughs> Am I right about Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter? I haven't got to it yet. Uh-oh. <laughs> Do you think Dodgeball and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead are on the same page? <laughs> yes. What year did Don't Be a Menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood come out? Oh, that was like 95 or something. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I get really mad at him for knowing the years. Yeah. Uh, don't Tell Mom. There it is. 91, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Holy crap. Yeah. You are good. Joanna okay. Cassidy's in that. Here we go. Now, right. now figure out something else that came out okay. in 91. Okay. Danton Stone. Ooh, I don't know who that is. Charlene Woodard. Ooh, barely know who that is. Stanley Anderson. No. Anthony LaPaglia. Oh. Okay, keep going. Nathan Lane. Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, dear is right. Nathan and Lane guess what? No singing. <laughs> and no Academy Awards. Mm. Sharon Stone. Not sure if she's related to Danton Stone. Don't think she is. 1991. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. These last two names would give it away. Oh, really? If, if, it, if it gives it away at all. Maybe you would just It might be the conundrum rule. Elizabeth Perkins. Remember when she was in movies? I do. <laughs> She had a good run. She's awesome on weeds. She is awesome. That's the most hated, hateful person. And the star of this movie, Kevin Bacon. Oh, she's having a baby. Or, no, that's the 80s. What am I talking about? It's the other one with him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon did those two movies. She's two having movies. a baby and Platoon. Just those two. Wait, um, he's not in Platoon. I, well, I've definitely not seen the movie, so I'll have to, to dig into my brain of what... 1991. People are whispering in the audience. Do you guys know in the audience collectively? And it's a funny title to whisper. 
Because it just sounds like you're whispering about whispering. Because it's called He Said, She Said. All right. I have never yeah. seen He Said, She Said. So that was a good pick. All right. Well, you so I see, I see where we're going now. That's going to be the ongoing excuse. No, no, no. I, I, I will fully you would take... Explain to the audience the the brag that you did to me. I gave a, a brag earlier today. That you were in, you were in a Borders with your a, brother. Mm-hmm. And we played playing this, game this game for an hour. And you got every single I one right. Every single one correctly, except for... Um, actually, oh, there was one that you didn't, didn't tell get. me the exception. There was one I didn't get. It was from the 50s. Oh, well. See, we opened up the field. a dick for doing the 50s. We opened up the field. Oh, we, I like to try it to be within, you know, like the last 20 years. Well, that's you know, nice I smoke a lot of pot. Let's not get... <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous. All right, let me give you one more since you're so good at okay, it. Okay, well, then I want to give you one. I got a good one. Oh, you got to give me one? Yeah. Well, then do it because right. we're running out of time. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Just talk amongst yourselves. Let me figure this out. Uh, don't, don't say talk amongst yourselves to people listening to a podcast. I was really talking to you, Doug. They're the loneliest people, and then you just made them really sad. <laughs> Go Sorry. chat with someone in another cubicle. Well, Sam looks this up. It's okay. It's right here. Um, okay. While Sam's looking this up, I'll uh, do some plugs. Uh, next week, I don't know who's going to be on, but the audience that's sitting here right now is about to find out because I'm going to tape it in a few minutes. Oscars are coming up. Sure hope those singing people don't win. Okay, here we go. I hate, I hate it when people sing in a movie and then win an award for it. Are you ready? They just figured out how to harness their God-given talent. Kate Blanchett had to work! She did! She's amazing. She had to train she should to win talk like a person. Academy Awards every time she acts. Person about named that. Sheba. Just the fact that that character's name was Sheba was an acting triumph. It really To overcome that obstacle. I hope there's somebody named Sheba in this movie. There is All no right. one named Sheba. But what there year are was funny it? funny names. What the year, year was, was it? 1990. What do you think about that? Flintstones, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> no, I think you're considerably off on that year. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Here we go. It's fun to take a wild guess. because It is fun. get it right. Well, that's why I thought I'd be right with Don't Tell Mommy Baby Series Dead, but I wasn't. Okay. All right. Angela Bassett. What year again? 1990. 1990? I'm not going to lie. I forgot she was even in She's pretty low on the list. She's the last name. She's the last name. Tiny part. Tiny part. Probably some sort of government official that yells at some other character briefly. I think that that happens in this film. Okay, keep going. Here we go. Richard Portnow. (sighs) Okay, go. Park Overall, which is such a funny name. Yeah, she was in Empty Nest with Richard Mulligan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she had her own show on the WB that lasted l- about the amount of time it takes to say she had her own show on the WB. Mm. Keep going. Okay. Kathy Moriarty. From Raging Bull, of course. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Carol Baker. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, give me another one. All right. Richard Tyson. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. You know what? What's up? I think I can get this in one more name. Okay. This one should, This is a giveaway name. It is? Yeah, this next one. Well, of course I'm going to get it then. I'm pretty good at this. Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt's a giveaway name? <laughs> to me it is. I can think of the movies. How Linda many Hunt's giveaway been. names do you think are in this movie? 
That one and, and one, maybe two more. One or two you more. You don't think Pamela Reed's a giveaway name? Uh, Kindergarten Cop! ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, keep it going for Sam Levine, everybody. Thanks for coming Thank by, you. Sam. Playing games, having fun. Thank you talking. very much, Doug. And you know Thank how I end the show, it. right? You could say it if you want. Until next time, this is Doug Benson saying, Willem Dafoe is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.